0: We praise you in this place. While we're standing, let's just pray for the lesson tonight, and I'm going to get right to it so I can let you be seated. Lord, we just love you and thank you for the presence that we feel right now. We're thankful, Lord, that you're mindful of your people, that you care so much about us. Tonight, God, we just ask you to bless our ears to hear what the Spirit would say. Lord, let us receive this word into good ground tonight. God, let it change us. and, Lord, live in us and bring forth Lord, much fruit to glorify your name. We're going to give you honor and glory for it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. One more hand clap for his word tonight. Isn't he he wonderful to give us all these wonderful words that we can live by? You can be seated. God bless you. Thank you to our music and our praise team tonight and all that's here. And thank you for being here. Some visitors that are here, we're glad you're with us tonight. Let's give our visitors a hand glad you're with us on a Wednesday and uh thankful for it you know if i were to say the one what's the first thing that comes to your mind if i were to mention the word connection probably everybody thought internet cuz that's the, that's the world we live in and it doesn't matter if we're at home or if we're traveling or you know where we are we're always do I have internet? Do I have service? You what's the password? What's the Wi Fi password? You know, it's wherever we are we, because well we want to stay connected. We we want we want uh, to be able to uh reach our families if we need to. We want to be able to check email and surely we don't wanna goof around on social media, but you know that's sometimes that's part of it too. That was very sarcastic because <laughs> Uh, so, but no, it's it's all right, you know. But but we need those things, and that's what today connection uh, means to a lot of people. And a lot of people actually feel like that's the only way they are connected is through social media. What a danger that is! It uh, while the internet and Wi-Fi and technology, of course, is, is great when used properly. People have put too much faith in it. They shape their lives with it, and they feel like they're only connected to the to life if they're connected to the internet, to the media, to those kind of things. and And it could be anything; it could be you know TV, it can be video systems, games, uh, whatever. But connection is important. You know, you, if you don't have a good uh, you know, during a storm, often we lose connection with our electricity, and we're sitting in the dark. You know, if we lose connection uh Activity stops really, as far as what you can do online or with technology. You, you know, you may have your phone, but all you can do is look at what was already stored there. It's nothing new going on connection is what allows you to move forward it keeps bringing in the new stuff that's where you receive new information every morning you get up you know you check your status you you look at your uh, news feed and and different things like that you check to see how many likes you got how many blue thumbs up whatever you know Uh, or you check emails to see if somebody replied but you need a connection to do that you need connection and I'm going to talk tonight about connection but uh, not about internet connection so much or not about uh, any of those other things, but a life connection. And our life, the scripture says, is in Him. And the the thing is that you can know, I, I mentioned this Sunday preaching that there's a lot of things that have the power to benefit you, but they only really benefit you if you embrace it. And knowing about him and being connected to him is not the same. It, it's not the same. Uh, we, we've got to be connected to him, and he he makes a way of that. I want to uh, share something to go along with the lesson just to kind of put it in perspective. But uh, back in 2016, there was a 2,145-pound pumpkin grown, (laughs) the great pumpkin, uh, in Illinois, and it broke the North America record for the largest pumpkin. It was the the world's second largest pumpkin at that time. It was grown by Gene McCullen from Streeter, Illinois, and it was weighed in by the great pumpkin commonwealth, I had no idea that was a thing, at the Wine and Harvest Festival in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Um, The pumpkin was just a few hundred pounds shy of the current world record holder, which was a 2,323-pound pumpkin from Switzerland. I didn't even know Switzerland grew pumpkins. Um, But uh, when they talked to the farmer, the McCullough, and they said, what is the secret to growing supersized pumpkins? He said, a lot of patience and a lot of care. And he said he spent 93 days growing the massive pumpkin, and he carefully monitored it the entire time. So this huge pumpkin, a U.S. record, a blue ribbon winner. But the reason that it was able to be a blue ribbon world record pumpkin for North America is not simply because it was ever planted. It was not even simply because they had good weather or that it was in good ground. But it was. It reached its award-winning size, its maximum potential. It became what it was because it stayed connected to the vine. Amen. Amen. You know them pumpkins they're selling outside of every church in October? They don't grow after they in them boxes because they've been severed from the vine. They're actually on their way to becoming rotten because they're no longer f- being fed by the vine. And at the onset of this 93-day process, this pumpkin had the potential to be the great pumpkin, the world-winning record pumpkin. As long as it stays connected to the vine. It can't be moved around the pumpkin patch. It can't be moved over to the next field. It can't be brought in the house because it's cold outside. It's got to stay connected. When it was the size of a golf ball, it was headed for greatness. When it was the size of a softball, it was headed for greatness. When it was the size of a beach ball, friend, every measure, whether it was weight or size, every new pound, every new inch, it was the result of it staying connected to the vine. Because once it's disconnected, there's no life. There's no growth. There's nothing feeding it. It's got to stay connected to the vine. It was not enough just to be in the pumpkin patch surrounded by other pumpkins. It had to have more than just good soil. It had to have more than just good weather. It had to have more than just a farmer watching the entire Process. It only reached its goal, its award winning weight of 2,145 pounds by staying connected to the vine. And so, enough about pumpkins. We must stay connected to the vine. Come on, somebody. John 15 and 1, Jesus said, I I am the true vine. You know what I'm talking about? He said, I am the true vine. In other words, there's not another. Any other vine is false. Any other way is false. If you're going to be fed, if you're going to grow, if you're going to reach your potential, I am the true vine. Anybody glad tonight that you know Jesus, the true vine? The Bible says that we are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. In him we live and we move and we have our being. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. Our life is hid in him. He is the door. And he is the only name given whereby men must be saved. There is one Lord and his name is Jesus. There is one vine, and his name is Jesus. He is the true vine. In John 15 to 1, that's what Jesus said, but when you drop down to the verse number 4, he said, Abide in me, and I in you. The word abide there means, uh, let, me, let me give you some, some Greek. I know y'all want to hear some Greek tonight. The word, Greek word, meno, Not minnow like you going fishing. I'm talking about meno, M-E-N-O. It means to stay. So when Jesus said abide, he said once you get here, don't be trying to go everywhere else. Don't come to me, get this new life, and then think you're going to sustain it somewhere else. He said abide in me. Stay with me. Me. It means to stay in a given place or a state, not just like a, a state like Georgia, Alabama. Nobody wants to go there, Tennessee uh, either, so uh, uh, Georgia is where you want to be. But anyway, he means whatever state you're in, as Paul said, whatever state I'm in, I'm there. I'm going to be Continue. to stay in that state when you reach a state of being his, when you've been born again, washed in the blood, filled with the spirit, you're called by his name. He said, stay in that state or relation, stay in a right relationship or expectancy with him. One man said in the scripture that my expectation comes from God. It is in God. I trust God. So when he said, abide in me, he said, keep expecting to just grow, to be better, to reach your potential, be all that you can be, be everything that I want you to be. Friend, when that farmer planted that pumpkin, he, he was trying to grow an award-winning pumpkin. And he said he watched it all the way through the process. He looked at it to make sure nothing was gnawing on it, nothing was messing with it. He, he was protecting it and taking care of it because he said, I want to see this thing be the biggest, best, world-winning, award-winning pumpkin that it can be. And Jesus wants us to be the best that we can be. So he said, once you come to me, don't come to me and and hear all the good words. Don't come to me and see all the miracles and the signs and the wonders and then walk off. He had that happen to him. He was preaching to him and some of them said, can't hear this. And many of them left him and walked away. And he looked at his 12 and he said, will you also go away or will you abide with me? Let me tell you, friend, I started out this race a long time ago, and I got nowhere else to go. I found the pearl of great price. I found a treasure that was hid in a field. I found what I needed to live the rest of my life. It was Jesus of Nazareth. That's who I'm talking about. He is the true vine. And from the time that I got in him, he has supplied all of my need according to his riches and glory. Let me tell you, you've got to stay connected. If you're going to be the best you can be, you've got to continue, dwell, endure, be present, remain, stand, tarry. All these words, that applies to abide. I want to make sure I'm sticking with him. I want to make sure I'm staying with the Lord. We will never reach our potential. We will never become what God wants us if we do not abide in the vine. We cannot be like him. We cannot have his qualities. We can't shine the light that we need to shine if we are separated from the vine. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But then he said, "Ye are the light of the world. But I can't shine a light outside of him. I can't love people the way they need to be loved if I'm not connected to him. I can't have discernment in my life if I'm not connected to him. I can't have that compassion and that mercy and those things, those qualities. The Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, but if I don't have the Spirit of Christ, if I'm not connected to Him, I can't put forth that kind of fruit. Jesus said, you got to abide in me and I in you. you got to stay. Look, there's a commitment here from Him. He said, you stay with me, I'll stay with you. Now, he never leaves us or forsakes us. We know that God's always, even before we recognized him, he was walking around with us. But to have him active in my life, to have him supplying my needs to feeding me, teaching me, leading me. He said, the branch, that's us, cannot bear fruit of itself. It's got to abide in the vine. And he said, and no more can you except you abide in me. Don't ever think that you can do something that Scripture says you can't do. Well, I got baptized. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I got some little knowledge of some Scripture. I can go do what I want to do. You got no support. You got nothing feeding you. You got nothing directing you. What you're doing is you've disconnected from the vine, and you may look like a pumpkin. And you might be sitting in the pumpkin patch, but ain't nothing feeding you. And you, somebody's about to carve you up for a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Let me tell you, they carve them things up and stick a candle in it. But you know, that candle, it finally burns on out. And that pumpkin caves in and turns black and gets nasty. And it's, your wife, was, ain't nothing feeding it. But when you abide in the vine, the light's always shining. When you stay in the vine, vine you're always being fed. Everything you need, is it, it, coming right to you. And you'll be a product. If you plant a pumpkin seed, you're going to get a pumpkin Don't be planting pumpkins looking for watermelons. It don't happen. And don't be coming to Jesus once that seed of the gospel is sown into your life. It don't produce but one thing, children of God. Mm? And the only way they're going to be and reach their potential is to abide in the vine. Come on, somebody. Uh, uh, Hey, I want to make it all the way. I want to reach my potential. I want to be everything that I can be for Jesus. But it'll never happen if I sever myself, uh, if I disconnect myself. Uh, You ever been running your vacuum cleaner? And you think, man, I'm going to get that last little spot. And you know the cord ain't long enough. But you think this time it'll reach. And all of a sudden it's like, what's the matter? I just... I'm disconnected. You can't stretch it. You can't make it work. You can't stretch that cord no farther. The room ain't going to get no shorter. And this world ain't going to get no different. And his word ain't going to change. We have to abide in him. We've got to stay connected. Quit stretching yourself farther than God wants you to go. Quit going into places that it won't reach. Come on, somebody. And stay connected to him. When you're with him, you can go anywhere. But you got to stay connected to the Lord. You got to stay with Him. Once fruit is separated from a tree or a vine, it just begins to rot because there is nothing feeding it. You never reach your potential outside of the vine. If you have fruit trees or in your yard, or uh, you know, if you see those little bitty, you, you got a tree for red, delicious apples. And you go pick one when it's that big around and green, it'll never turn red. It won't taste good. You ain't making no apple pie, no apple sauce, no apple fritters. You ain't making no apple butter. You ain't making nothing. That thing ain't good for nothing but to throw at somebody. It ain't got no taste. And you can look at it and wish Oh, I just like this little one. I'm just going to carry it around with me. And one day, no, it won't never change. It won't never grow. It'll never be what it was supposed to be because it's been plucked from the tree, from the vine. There's nothing feeding it anymore. All the well wishes and wanting it to happen in the world won't make it happen. It's got to be connected to the vine. Come on. I want to make sure I'm connected. Well... If you're ever out, you got apple trees, you know, little storms come through, you got apples laying all around the tree, all around the ground, close, laying close to each other. But they ain't growing no more. Just because they're in the orchard, just because they're next to other apples, that don't mean they're ever going to be what they're supposed to be. One of them's going to get rotten, and it's going to make the next one rotten. You ever? put some good fruit in a bowl with some rotten fruit and it's fixing to get bad real quick. It never changes. We've got to stay connected to the vine. We must maintain our connection with Jesus. It's got to happen. We've got to stay connected with him. Now, he's given us so much in these scriptures right here. If we abide in him, uh, he's going to abide in us because we're powerless to produce Outside of him. Now there's a lot of people. Do a lot of things. In his name. And he said they would. He said why. He said they're going to say Lord. Didn't we do many mighty works. In your name. And he will say. Depart from me. I never knew you. A lot of people. Are out there slinging his name around. And setting up shop in his name. But they ain't connected to the vine. I don't want a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. I don't want to be a a show. I don't want to be like those guys that we're going to cast the devil out through Jesus that somebody else is preaching. Oh no. I want to know him. And I want to be known of him. And I want to be fed by him. I want to abide in the vine because outside of him it it wouldn't be nothing but a show if I I'd have to maintain it I'd have to try to feed it I'd have to try to take care of it but whenever I'm abiding in him I'm just being fed from the vine He's given me everything I need. He loads me daily, it says, with benefits. His mercy is new every morning. Friend, let me tell you, he hides us from the heat. He hides us from the cold. He takes care of us. He's always watching. That farmer said, I watch this thing carefully. For 93 days, I I didn't take my eye off of it. When I saw how it started to grow, I knew there was potential. So I wasn't going to just ignore it. And and God never ignores us. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are listening to the cries. But listen, this abiding in him is our choice. We're not prisoners where we're forced and locked up and made to stay with him. Abide. That's why he's talking to him. He said, You abide in me. Make a decision. Make up your mind. Quit playing around. Either get in or get out. Don't be lukewarm. I don't want to have to spew you out of my mouth one day. Make up your mind. Come to me, stay with me, and when you stay with me, you can produce much fruit. Verse 5 said, I am the vine, you are the branches. And he that stays with me and I stay with him, the same brings forth much fruit. But then he said, but without me, don't fool yourself. Without him, without him, we can do nothing, nothing that matters, nothing that will abide, nothing that will get us to eternity. We can't do anything without him. Without him, there's no eternal life. There's no salvation. There's nothing because it's all in him, all the fullness dwells in Him. I am complete in Him, and He's the head of all principality and power. I've got to have Him. Without Him, we are a headless body. And and, and uh, you know, ain't it funny that the headless horseman he had a pumpkin for a head, didn't he? But ain't no headless horseman running around here today. And, and this body, it's got a head, and as long as we stay connected, man. Let me tell you, that works with anything. Cut your hand off, you know. If you get there quick enough, they can sew it back on, and it might even recover. And you, you know, you keep it, but you let it stay off for about a week, and you take it to them, and they'll be like, "Can't do nothing with that." So I just keep it with me, and I, But you can't pick nothing up with it; it don't work. It'll never do anything again, no matter if, if it is with a body. It's not connected. You've got to be connected. And that's more than sitting in these seats. That's more, than, that's more than standing behind this desk. Come on. That's more than writing a check every week. We've got to be connected to him. I've got to get into him. I've got to be connected to this vine. He went on. He, 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 just, he said, If a man does not abide in me, he's cast forth as a branch, withered. Men gather them, they cast them in the fire, they burn. He said, But if you abide in me, and my words, my words, my words, if you stay with me, and my words abide in you, then you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done for you. There is provision when you stay with him. Just like. That pumpkin was being provided for by the vine, the soil, the nutrients, all the things that were there. It was filtering it straight into that that vegetable. It was growing. It was getting bigger. uh, Fruit, whatever it is, I don't know. Who cares? But I'm telling you that when we stay with him, God's feeding us. Friend, he said, we'd be like a tree planted by the water and our leaf won't fade and our fruit, it, it won't wither. And we, we'll, we'll never have to worry about the sun destroying us because we're, we're planted and we're being fed. The root is feeding us. We're connected. But when you cut yourself off, you do yourself such a disservice because then all the dreams you had are just dreams. All the desires you had are just wishes that will never be realized. Because without him, it don't work. Without him, it won't come to pass. To reach your potential, you've got to stay connected to him. And when we abide in him, we have access to the throne. Our petitions are heard. The Bible says that, uh, that God does not hear the prayer of sinners, but if any man be a worshipper, him he heareth. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, it's not that his ears are ever closed; he doesn't hear. He just doesn't hear. You know what I'm saying? It's not that he doesn't pick up the sound of your voice uh, and know the words that you're saying, but he's not going to hear it because you're trying to talk to him and get the benefits of the kingdom without being connected to the kingdom. You can't get the benefits of the lamb and not be connected to the lamb. Come on, somebody. We've got the the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's him that leads me. It's him that guides me. It's he that protects me and feeds me. He's the one preparing that table in the presence of your enemies. It all comes from him. The promise was made to some men one day when Jesus said, Follow me and I will make you. But all they had to do was say, ah, not today. And they would miss out. The provision of the promise, the words he spoke were full of potential. But they would go unrealized if they don't obey it, if they don't go with him and all knowing all the promises and singing all the songs and 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 having all the church and running all the aisles and and doing all the shouting all that that's great but if you're not connected to him it's not producing anything we've got to stay with him we've got to not be disconnected from the vine he said This is where my Father is glorified. When you bear much fruit, this is verse 8 of chapter 15. Well, how do we bear much fruit? By abiding in the vine. You've got to stay in the vine. That goes right along with the light of the world. He said, let your light so shine that men would see your good works or see the fruit that you're bearing so my Father can be glorified. And then he said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. You know that word continue is the exact same word in the Greek as abide. So it means everything he's still talking about, abiding in him. Stay. He, so he said, continue in my love. Stay in my love. Remain in my love. Stay here. Stay in my love. He he rebuked the church in the book of Revelation because they had left their first love. He said, quit doing all these works outside of me because I won't accept it, I won't receive it, it won't mean nothing, stay with me. He said, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things, this is I love this verse here. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you. This is, immediately when I read that today, I underlined it and I started singing, His joy, my strength. <laughs> His joy, my strength. He said, I've I've told you all these things about staying with me, abiding in me, continue with me, remain in me, stay connected to me. Why? so that you could have my joy remain in you. The word remain, guess what? Same exact word as abide and continue in the Greek. He wasn't swapping any of it up. It was all the same. All, all three words are the same in the Greek. They all mean the same thing. He's trying to get the point across. He said, not only do I want you to stay with me, he said, but you do these things, my joy will stay with you. Well, why does that matter? Because in Nehemiah 8 and 10, it tells me that the joy of the Lord is my strength. His joy, my strength. And so the, a lot of the reason people say, well, I don't have that joy of the Lord. Because you're disconnected. You cut the vine. You, you, you got out, but you got to abide in the vine. You can't let the storms separate you from the vine. You can't let a little trouble in your life separate you in the vine. You can't let a little heartache, a little, a little, uh, you know, just accident, a mess, a mistake, something happen. You can't let it separate you from Him. David made a horrible, horrible mistake, and he said, "Don't cast me away from Your presence. Let me stay with You. Don't take Your Holy Spirit from me." He said, I've got to stay connected to you. I know what I did. My sin is ever before me, and I sinned against you, and I know what I've done, and I'm repenting for it, but I do not want to lose my connection with you, God, because I'll be a a powerless king sitting on the throne trying to rule the greatest people on earth. I'll never be what you want me to be, God, if you take away your presence or your spirit from me. Presence. That's where you remain. You stay with him. Psalm 1611, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. And that's what he said. He said, I want my joy to remain in you so your joy might be full. You'll never re- He said, if your joy is full, this reached its potential. But it'll never reach its potential. You'll never be as happy in life. You'll never be as satisfied in this world as when you stay connected to him. Because when you abide in him, you get his joy. And he'll give you the strength through his joy to stand the storm. Uh, He said, no man can pluck you out of my hand. The enemy can't pluck you from the vine. He can huff and he can puff, honey, but he can't blow your house down. He can't blow you off the vine. He can't make it hot enough or cold enough or windy enough to separate you. What shall separate us or disconnect us from the love? Paul said there ain't nothing that can separate you. Let me tell you, I'm so glad today that I can and you can and we can and people all around this world can be exactly what God wants us to be. If we stay connected to the vine, abide in me and I in you. We've got to stay connected to the vine. To abide equals to stay or remain. That equals his presence. His presence equals fullness of joy. There's a lot of people need some joy in their life and they're trying to find it. Well, honey, you ain't going to find it outside of him. He told the woman at the well, keep on drinking from this well and you'll always thirst. And He's he's speaking in a metaphor like you can keep on coming back to natural things and it might satisfy you for a moment, but it'll never quench that thirst. But if you'll take the living water that I give you oh, you'll never thirst again, you'll stop longing for other things. You'll stop wanting things outside of him. But whenever we get disconnected from him, that's when we become other things. We've got to stay connected to the vine. We've been grafted in, and Paul wrote about that. In Romans 11, 16 through 18, he said, If the first fruit be holy, that's the Lord. The Lord is the first fruit. Then the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, then so are the branches. We're the branches, right? That's what he said. You're the branches. We've been grafted in to this precious, holy Lord. He said, be ye holy because I am holy. In other words, that's the only way you can be holy. You've got to be grafted in to the vine. He said, and if some of the branches are broken off, he's talking about Israel, people that didn't believe in him. He said, and we were wild. We were a wild olive tree. We were grafted in among them. And now we partake of the root and fatness of the olive tree. In other words, we're fed by the tree. They're broken off. And he warned us, don't get all cocky and big-headed. He said, don't be boasting against the branches that were broken off, thinking, uh-huh, look, you gone and I'm here. He said, oh, no. He said, "Because you don't bear the root, the root bears you. we ain't changing Jesus, he's supposed to be changing us. We're not feeding him, he's feeding us. We don't make him. we start making him into something then we've made him an idol, and he's not an idol, he's God, he's a living god he he's a speaking, seeing, hearing God, he was God manifest in the flesh." And so, so I, I don't want to turn him into an idol that I can shape him into what I want him to be, and then worship him the way I want to worship him. I'm grafted in the vine, and I'm being fed by the vine, and 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 I don't want to be broken off. But good news is, he says they don't have to stay broken off if they were to believe again. He said God can graft them right back in. So hey, sometimes you'll make a mistake, and you're gonna be worried. God's gonna I'm disconnected. It's good to know. That you can be grafted back in. That's a good thing about repentance. That's a good thing about if we confess our faults, he's faithful to forgive us of our sins. I write unto you that you sin not, because sin separates us. The scripture says it. God's hands not short that he can't save. His ears not heavy that he can't hear. He said, But your iniquity has separated you and God. And so when we get in those places and make those mistakes, it disconnects us. But the connection is just as simple as a prayer, a heartfelt prayer of repentance. God, I'm sorry, just like David had. David had a, a place. You know, David could have got ugly and said, you know, I'm the king, and I ought to have been able to just take somebody if I wanted to. I'm the king. I got rights. Ain't nobody above me. But God said, not like that, bud. It don't work. And David knew it didn't work. That's why he Psalm 51 is that whole prayer of repentance where he's he's saying, I know I have messed up and I do not want to be away from you, Lord. So don't cast me away from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me, but but create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Get me back into the vine. Get me back to where I need to be because I want to stay grafted in but we live in a world today where people feel like well I got it now I can just go on my way but Jesus said abide stay let me read it to you again stay in a given place a given state or relation or expectancy continue dwell endure be present remain stand tarry for you can't unplug and just plug in anytime you want to. You've got to stay. Paul said, don't you know they all run in a race, but one receives a prize? You've got to stay connected to finish this race. Our finishing, like he said, I've finished my course, fought a good fight, kept the faith. If you're going to have that kind of testimony, it's going to be because you stay connected to Jesus. Our victory, our blessings, our success is simply a result of our connection to the Lord. For without him, that that word actually means severed in that phrase right there if you, in the Greek. For without me, it means severed. So he said, basically, if you're severed, you can do nothing. There's no reward separate from him. No miracles, blessings without him, because without him... We can do nothing and we'll never be. Oh, I've watched people that had so much potential. I've watched people with giftings and callings and anointings on their lives. Separate from the vine. And now they're doing nothing. They're not preaching. They're not praying. They're not reaching. They're withering away. They'll never be what God called them to be because they have separated themselves from the vine. I want to stay connected. Because I'll never realize the greatest potential. If I disconnect, I'm not going to see that stadium filled. I'm not going to see this revival that's coming to Athens if I disconnect, if I separate from him. Because every good gift and perfect gift comes from him. All the benefits daily come from him. The reason my cup's running over is because of him. But without him, it's just an empty cup. It's not half empty or half full. It's empty. But it's with him that it's running over. When you serve the Lord, you don't never have to look at it half empty or half full. Your cup's running over (laughs) because that's the Lord. And so we've got to remember this is our responsibility. This is, this is what we've got to do. We've got to make a decision in our mind. Joshua said before he left this world, he told Israel, he said, you're going to have to make some decisions here. and You're going to have to choose who you're going to serve. You're going to serve this world, or he said, you're going to serve the Lord. He said, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to stay in the vine. We're going to stay grafted in. We're going to cleave to the Lord and serve him. We're going to stick with him. That farmer said, I watched it the whole time. I monitored. When you monitor something, man, you, you're keeping up with it. What's it gonna do? The Bible says for us to examine ourselves, to see and make sure that we're in the faith. Examine yourself. We need to pay careful attention to our connection. Don't just assume everything's okay, Samson. Hello. Said he went out, shook himself, and he said he did not know that the Lord was not with him. Uh, Don't just assume that everything is okay. You know, that pumpkin got real big. He could have said, oh, it's fine now. I can leave it alone. But he said, I watched it the whole time. I never quit paying attention to it. Listen, the bigger the target, the bigger the prize, and the enemy sees you. When you're growing, he sees you when God's using you. He sees when God's working in your life. And when he sees that, he's like, I need to get them separated from the vine now. I don't need them reaching their full potential. Why do you think the Lord told Peter, he said, Satan has desired to have you, to sift you. You know what sifting does? It separates things. He said he wants to sift you as wheat because he doesn't want you in about 50 days standing up on the day of Pentecost preaching that message. He, don't, he wants you to lose him keys. But I prayed for you that your faith fail not. Listen. God's trying to keep you connected. He wants you to stay in there. He wants you to be all that you can be. He wants you to keep that life connection. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. I want it to be bigger, better, more producing than than anything but that only happens if we stay with him so stay away from the things that can sever you separate you be careful where you go be careful what you do and be careful who you're with light doesn't have fellowship with darkness that's scripture come out from among them be separate touch not the unclean things says that's the lord listen can I tell you this everything isn't for us and everyone isn't for us and everyone isn't for us. Nobody else can care for you and your walk like you do. Be wise. Be careful. The scripture says that evil communications corrupt good manners. Be careful of your behavior. Be careful of what you're doing, what you're saying, who you're listening to. Be careful. That farmer, he raised a prize. God's building a church. We are the Lord's prize. The Bible says "With are his jewels, the apple of his eye. We're, we're his bride. So we need to stay connected so we can reach our potential. Let's stand together tonight. I'm going to finish up right here.